Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is show. Too bad you can't see me. I got a nice black suit on with a kind of a green pinstripe shirt. Probably look pretty good for some old 60-year-old guy. Hey, you're listening to a live broadcast. What am I doing here? The uh, We've got Abe Simons in the studio. This is Pastor Bob Simons. We are. Um, I'm going to make Abe do the program tonight. Are you ready? No, he's not. All right, I guess I'll have to do it then. Uh, thank you already. People are texting me, so there are people already listening. And... Uh, Lately, I don't know what's going on, but it seems like I get more and more and more texts and emails, and so I don't know if that's more people are listening or just people are feeling sorry for me and texting me to pretend like they're listening. I'm not sure which one it is, but I've got a bunch of them already. Uh, you could text me tonight and be part of the program. You could text me comments, questions, scriptures, uh, text me to say hello, that I'm listening. Uh, don't tell me you don't like me. You know, Just keep those to yourself. We've got uh, we've got some Schmitz listening from Bismarck. We got some Torreses listening. 
tonight from Fargo. We've got um, the we've got some Lomans listening from the Ramsey House. What is the Ramsey House? Is that a drug rehabilitation center? The Ramsey House. Anyway, we've got some Lomans. We've got some Lomans listening from Belfield. That's way out there. Some Schulers listening from Grafton. Brother Griffin, he's so far wins the award for the farthest away listener in Fort Collins, Colorado tonight. And we've got, uh, oh man, they're coming in. We got some Beulah people, some Woodses and Beulah. Um, the we've got we've got a lady named Sarita listening tonight, with, which made me laugh. Her text really made me laugh. And we've got oh, they just keep coming in. The Burling family's listening tonight, and. Um, uh, the, somebody from the Ramsey House texted me and said, we help all kinds of people here. We've got uh, some Hostetlers listening. They're from Gulva. So um, just all kinds of people listening tonight. You can be part of this. Oh, Zach and Leo. I was telling a Zach story in the jail today, a Zach story uh, up at the jail. But Zach and Leah listening from West Fargo. Tonight, thank you so much. Keep the text coming tonight, if you will, 290-78 or 701-290-7862. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time and you don't know what's going on, if you're listening in Dickinson on the AM radio station that we're broadcasting live from tonight, this is Pastor Bob Simons, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. Our address is 501 Elks Drive. Uh, we had um, a great service today, and we're having church Wednesday night again like we always do. A lot of visitors today, a lot of new visitors today, and uh, God's doing something in our church. I have not heard if we set an attendance record today or not, but if we didn't, it seemed it would have been close that we would have. And that's even amazing because one of my sons and nine of his kids were not there. One of my sons, his wife, and nine of their children weren't there, so that's 11 people right there. So um, the um, we've got... Um, but anyway, you could be listening on Holy Ghost Radio tonight. That's great. Uh, you could be listening on KDIX's website. That's great. So um, we've got uh, we've got some Simonses listening up by New Radic. I bet you you that are listening out of state do not. If you're from out of state, try to guess how you spell New Radic. Uh, New Radic. If you can guess, you'll win a prize. Abe will sing a song for you or something tonight. But uh, if you can guess, if you're from out of state, and you can guess how to spell New Radic, it's a town north of Dickinson. Uh, we didn't have a record attendance today, but we had 187 people there, so that was a good attendance. And so I'm just rambling here, but uh, I haven't even checked my emails yet, but I'm so glad that you are tuned in tonight. Tonight, uh, I was going to talk about something completely different than this, but... Joe Hostetler, one of the ministers in our church, uh, got me all confused. He was he and his wife Sarah were over at my house right before the radio show, and so so he's got me convinced I should speak about what I spoke about in church today. So I guess I'm going to do that. The, the title of this program is going to be "Condemning Yourself," and what I spoke about in church today, uh, I used a text in John three sixteen through twenty one, but actually. Brother Joe gave me a better text for this message. The title is Condemning Yourself or Condemning Ourself. And in the book of John chapter 12 and verses 47, and let me start with, um, let me start with verse 44, John 12, 44. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me seeth him that sent me. Uh, just stop right here and tell you the reason for that is because Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God, the invisible Father. The Father is a spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Father are the same person. And Jesus is the visible image of the invisible Father. Jesus said in verse 44, I'll read it again, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me, that's the Father, and he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. Now notice verse 46, and this is where we're going to kind of talk about tonight. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I, I came not to the world, or came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me, verse 48, and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him, 
and this isn't the Father, but notice what it says. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Where our broadcast tonight is on um, the topic, the title, Condemning Ourself. And I'm going to, right after this song, I'm just going to come in with both barrels blasting tonight. Na, 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 na. It is radio show. Pastor Bob, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Thank you for everybody that's texting. Some of you, I have no idea who you are, but I'm glad you're listening. And um, just glad some of you, I do know who you are, some regular listeners um, uh, from Kentucky and uh, the farthest distance. We have the uh, some Tylers down in Louisiana listening today. So we've got some Tylers that live in Dickinson, North Dakota that you guys love. So glad to have you with us. We've got Becky from Belfield, Lori from South Hart, um, just all kinds of people. So we got some lambs from Valley City and um, glad, glad to have them back listening. Tonight, I read the scripture where Jesus said that he didn't come into the world to judge the world, but he came into the world to save the world. And uh, thank God for that. You know, he, uh, Jesus came with one purpose in mind, and that was to save us. 
we were lost, we needed saving. Jesus came. God's plan was to to come into this world and um, in the form of a man so that he could die on a cross and save us from our sins. That's his plan. His plan is for you to go to heaven. His plan is for you to be saved. Uh, it's God's plan for everybody to be saved. The worst criminal, the the uh, whoever you are, it doesn't matter what you've done. Uh, God wants you in his church. He does. And, and I've got the book on my side, and I can tell you that he came to save the entire world. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. These these verses tell us two things. One, that it's God's will that everyone is saved, and that's why he sent his Son into the world, that we could be saved. Two, not everyone's going to be saved because they won't listen to what God was trying to tell us. Our reaction to the light that comes into this world is the key to whether we're going to be saved or not. That's why in John chapter 12, Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. I will tell you this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat it in several different ways throughout this broadcast, that Pastor Bob is not judging you. It's not my job to judge to you judge you. My job is to preach the word of God to you. And if you're condemned, you'll condemn yourself if you won't obey and accept the word of God. I'm not condemning you. It's not my job to condemn you. Jesus said when he walked on this earth, it wasn't his job to condemn you. But our Savior will someday become our judge if we go past the day of salvation, which in our case could be our death or the second coming of the Lord. And at that point, if we're not right with God, He, our Savior, will become our judge because we would not listen to the words that He said. That's exactly what Jesus was saying in John chapter 3. God's light came into the world. But people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. That's the New Living Translation. Let me just start out here. God's light comes into our world. It could be this radio show that's part of God's light coming into your world. I believe it. I believe that God is reaching for everybody. Like that that man that just got killed going to the Sentinelese Islands in the Bengal Bay was, I think, an attempt for part of God's light to come into the world, into their world. I believe that God is reaching all man. He he is reaching out. Uh, That's why Jesus commanded us to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. I don't know this, this missionary. I don't know anything about him, the one that was martyred over in these islands where these people that don't have any contact with the outside world whatsoever. He was killed with a bow and arrow and buried on the beach of their island. But I will tell you this. When people say, I don't think he should have or he was foolish or whatever, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Why? Because he wants his light to shine into the world. Um, I do not dismiss my rendezvous with the light of God in my life. I don't dismiss it at all. I don't think of it as a coincidence. I don't think of it as uh, as something. Isn't that? It wasn't I fortunate. No, it was. Yeah, yes, I was fortunate. Yes, it seemed like luck, but it wasn't luck because God had a plan to try to reach me, just like He's trying to reach you. That's why I love to do radio because in my mind I'm thinking that somebody has tuned on into this program, 
accidentally. Like this is a, you that are listening on the internet tonight, this is an AM radio station that's being broadcast live in the Dickinson, North Dakota area. And I've always been excited that somebody is just listening. They, there, you know, there was a guy that one time told me, he said, I don't like your program. I don't agree with you, but your program comes on every night, every Sunday night when I'm taking my Sunday night bath and I can't get out of the bathtub shut the radio off. <laughs> well, he was kind of saying that he liked the program. You have to know this guy. But he he was kind of saying, you know, because he's not, he's a Catholic man, and he, I say some things here that maybe, maybe uh, upset some people sometimes, but if you're in that bathtub tonight, you just stay in there and listen. <laughs> listen. Um, but God's light is attempting and trying and coming into your world. But it's our reaction to this light, this truth, when Jesus said he was the light, he was talking about truth. You can read it in the scripture. You can read of Peter and John, uh, two uh, Galilean fishermen just fishing, and Jesus walked by and said, come and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. You see, light, the light of God came into their world. You know, um, there is, and there's many instances, our church is full of people that the light of God just came into the world. There's a lady that comes to our church who uh, now has a uh, daughter-in-law coming to our church. Is kind of filling up our church. She's bringing all kinds of people to our church. In fact, just today, I think she brought another new person to church, or maybe two new, no, two new people to church. And um, and then uh, uh, Wednesday and Sunday before somebody, and, and Wednesday another cousin or somebody. But anyway, the reason that her mother-in-law started coming to our church is a lady was listening to our broadcast for a long time and this lady wanted to come and visit our church. She talked her son into bringing her. They came and visited our church and this lady lived across the street from the lady I'm talking about. See, the light of God will come into your world. It really will. But what will you do with the truth when it comes to you? That's the question. What are you going to do with that truth? Are you going to reject it? Or are you going to accept it? You know, um, the the um, uh, Jesus went on to say in John chapter 3, and I remember this here again, I'm going to bring this back over and over and over. The church, our job is not to condemn you but if you don't listen to the preaching of God's word, the word will condemn you itself. That's exactly right. It's called conviction. Uh, my my friend from Kentucky was was texting me that the um, uh, you know the conviction of God, um, the conviction is sin con- con- convicting, condemning a person. You know. Um, Conviction can turn really ugly sometimes, as it did with Stephen when he was preaching in Acts chapter 7. They were so convicted that they killed him. But before they killed Stephen, something very strange happened. While Stephen was preaching to these religious people in Acts chapter 7, they got so convicted that they plugged their ears. They stopped, they stuck their fingers in their ears. Now, that's kind of hard to imagine that adults would do something like that. I was teasing. We've got um, Shane, Casey, and Wanda Jackson listening tonight. I was teasing. Um, I made Casey stand up and plug her ears in church just to show us how what it would look like for an adult to plug their ears in church. But these people at Stephen's preaching in Acts 7, they plugged their ears. Why? Because they didn't want to hear the truth. I've got a feeling if you don't want to hear the truth, you've already shut this radio station off tonight. You've already changed channels. Because you can love darkness, Jesus said. You can get an appetite for darkness. Your soul can become sick. And you can love darkness. And when you love darkness, the the light of the of of God's of the of the gospel is going to offend you. You see, that's why many people refuse to go to a truth-proclaiming church. Because their sins or their false religion will be exposed there. Let me just say that again. Many people refuse to go to a truth-proclaiming church 
because their sins or their false religion will be exposed there. You know, there there are people, there were people that were instrumental in winning my wife and I to the Lord that are not serving God anymore. Why? Because they wanted to live a life that was being preached about by the Word of God in our church in Bismarck. My pastor, Pastor David Walters, he was not afraid to preach the Word. And even though Pastor Walters uh, didn't judge you, he was glad... As, as you're going to find out tonight, I'm glad. I don't care who comes to our church. I'm happy for every person that walks in the door. doesn't make any difference to me what you've done, where you've been, who you are. It doesn't matter to me at all. It really doesn't. But when you hear the preaching of the word, what are you going to do with it? Now, if you don't, let me just kind of, just, just kind of veer a little bit here, but it's not really a veer. If you don't like going to church, especially a truth-proclaiming church, but you still claim to be interested in the light that Jesus said he was, I'm going to tell you that is an impossibility. You're not interested in truth or light if you don't want to associate with God's people. You know why? Because Jesus said he was the light of the world, but he also said that his people were the light of the world. And if his people irritate you, it's God himself that's irritating you. First time I came into a Pentecostal church, I fell in love with it. I didn't understand a thing that was going on. But I loved it. And and I just and I still love it and I stuck with it. And I still it is my one thing, it's my main thing, it's what I love is the things of God. Why? Because if you love light, a friend of mine, I, I don't I doubt if he's listening tonight, his name is Brother Jeans, preaches in Edwardsburg, Indiana. Brother Jeans told me one time in a phone conversation, he said, if you love truth, or if you like truth, you're going to love this place. He was talking about their local church. He said, if you like truth, you're going to love this place. And if you don't like truth, you're not going to like this place. You know, not only, not only do people not want to be near it. Let me let me read this in John three uh, nineteen and twenty out of the Living Bible again. And the judgment is based on this fact: God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, and their actions for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light, and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. You see, it's not only that you don't want to go near the truth, but you could possibly hate the truth. You know, this is really weird. You know, uh, Stephen's preaching in Acts chapter 7, the reason these religious people stopped their ears and killed Stephen is because his preaching was condemning them. But they didn't want to do anything about it. See, let me just, let's get this straight right away. Now, whether the preaching of God saves you or condemns you doesn't have anything to do with the preacher. It has to do with your attitude. I am so tired of people saying, oh, those Pentecostals, those people think they're so holy and they they think they're better than everybody else and they're judging us, they're condemning us. Listen, that is so far away from truth that you don't even know what you're saying. In fact, I'm, I'm really, you're judgmental if you think that. You're the one that's judgmental. You know, if you're an alcoholic and you come into the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, we are so glad to have you. And if you never change... I mean, if you never straighten out and get right with God, every time you show up, we're excited to see you. You know, right now in our church in Dickinson, there's people that come to church that are struggling with alcohol problems. I'm glad they're there. I love it that they're there. This is the place for them. You see, I'm not condemning them. I'm not judging them. And nobody in our church is that I know of. 
But when the preaching goes out and when the word goes out, it could seem to them that they're being condemned because they won't reach out and, and repent and ask God's forgiveness. See, my job is not to condemn homosexuals. My job is not to condemn fornicators. Those are people having sexual relations outside of a man and a wife marriage. My job is not to condemn anybody. But my job is to preach the word of God. And that word, you'll either take it as your salvation when you repent, or you'll take it as condemnation because you refuse to. See, it's so interesting to me in John chapter 3 and also in John chapter 12 that Jesus said, I came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Both of those places he said that. But then he said, but they'll still be condemned because the words that I preach, if they won't do them, those words will condemn them. People are convicted of the, by their own conscience, and they assume that other people are condemning them. Even if I say nothing, sometimes people assume I'm condemning them. You know, um, the uh, our brother in Morgantown, Kentucky, said, the only thing that God condemns is sin. Conviction is sin condemning a person when God's word is coming to them, especially in the preaching. But here again, it's not supposed to condemn us. It's not the intent to condemn us. The intent of the preaching of the word of God is to save us. You see, it's your response that makes the difference. When I heard the word of God preached, and when I was 20 years old, and the first time I ever heard that I was a sinner, it did not condemn me, but it brought me to salvation. And if you come to a Pentecostal church and hear something else, it's because you want to hear something else. And you will wrongly accuse God's people of being judgmental and condemning when it's not God's people at all because the truth is none of us at the New Life Pentecostal Church think we're better than anybody. I mean, this is a group of people that has been exposed to the plan of salvation, Acts 2.38, and have decided to obey it rather than be condemned by it. That's all we are. We're not, you know, I don't, you know, just because I, I beat the, just because I beat a drug addiction and, and a alcohol problem doesn't mean that I look down my nose on anybody that's struggling with it. I don't. I thank God that he helped me. Wow, I haven't even taken a break here. Abe's wanting to, what, are you going to play a song or are you going to, are you going to uh, do one on the radio? Which one are you doing? He's going to do, he's going to play one off the computer. If the public demand gets great enough, Abe might play and sing tonight. I don't know. He's awful bashful. But uh, text me tonight. I'm going to take a little break here. Text me 701-290-7862. Or if you're outside of the country, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever believeth on him, the scripture says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever believeth on him, for the scripture saith, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is no difference between you 
and me The same God over all Is rich unto all that call Upon Him Whosoever believeth on Him Shall not be ashamed Whosoever on him as the scriptures say whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved for there is no difference there is no difference between Between you and me, the same God over all is rich unto all that call upon him. That was Lance Appleton singing. The uh, he's passed away now, but he put out a lot of great apostolic music. Some of his stuff that he wrote um, later on in his life, he never really published, and his son published it. And I know you can get on the Internet and find it. It's free. It's um, I think it's called Freelance Music, I think is what it's under, something like that. So um, also if you uh, want to get on an interesting website, there's one called aholyroller.com. That's Brother Gordon, and uh, there's some different things on that website. And he was he's a older man now, but he's led a very, very interesting life. You may know him because of his famous daughters. The Gordon sisters are singers. But, um, but Brother Gordon listens to this program, and um, he and I have visited several times over the years. Um, the um, I know that... Um, We've got um, we've got a uh, several good texts tonight that I can't read right now, but I'll try to get to them when we take our next break. Tonight we're talking about the the concept of it's not my job to judge or condemn, but it's the Word of God that will judge us or condemn us based on whether we listen to it or not. Unfortunately, sometimes the messenger gets um, gets uh, kind of caught up. The people get mad at the message, and so they end up taking it out on the messenger. That's unfortunate because I'll just tell you right up front, anybody listening in the Dickinson area, I mean you nothing but well. I mean you nothing but good. That's my desire for you. I have no... I don't have any enemies that I'm looking for. I don't want to make any. I, I really don't. I um, I want to live peacefully with all men, and, and uh, I want to be a good neighbor, a good citizen. Uh, I, you know, I, I just, I do. I really do. And and I don't, I want to be a part of this community. I want to to, uh, to help others. I want our church to, to help others. You know, that's why we do jail ministry. We do jail ministry two reasons. We want to bring the gospel to these people, and plus, we just want to help people. A lot of the people in our jails, we've got quite an active jail ministry and prison ministry in our church. There's a team right now down at the women's prison, or maybe they're just finished on their way home now. But but they um, they go down every Sunday night. We go to the county jail every Sunday. We have a group of ladies teach Bible study at the um, at the uh, jail county jail here every Tuesday. And uh, you know, our desire is not to condemn or judge anybody. It's not. So why do people feel condemned or judged sometimes? It's because of what we're telling, the word that we speak. Years ago, I was up at the county jail, and I was reading where Jesus said that he was the light of the world. No man can come to the Father except by him. That He, he was saying that in, in John chapter 14, uh, Jesus said that, he said, um, uh, you know that he, um, there's no way to God but but through Jesus. Well, 
this bothered one of the people in the room. And this person, um, you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. This person immediately got upset and raised his hand and said this in my jail service. So you're telling me, you're saying that all the Hindus, all the Buddhists, all the Muslims, and all the Native American religion people are wrong, and they're going to hell. That's what you're saying. And in the room, instantly the room became very hostile towards me because there were people of other religious beliefs in that room. And it became very hostile when that man said that. So you're saying, now all I had done is read the Scripture. Jesus said, no man cometh to the Father but by me. And he said, so you're saying all these other religions are wrong. They're all going to hell. That's what you're saying. And while he was talking, I realized this was a bad situation. And I was praying in my mind, God, give me an answer for this man. And he stopped talking, and I said, I'm not saying that. And the room settled down. I paused. And I said, Jesus said that. I'm just telling you what he said. You know, that worked in that situation. I left that jail service that day, and I was laughing out loud to the Lord. I said, Lord, I blamed it all on you. (laughs) He said this stuff. I didn't say it. When you listen to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and you get mad at Pastor Bob, you can get mad at me for whatever you want to. Anytime I say anything that's not in the Bible, get mad at me. But if I'm reading the Bible or explaining what it says to you, you should not get mad at me. Because who you're mad at is God himself. And you're mad because the light, the truth, is exposing your wrong. The Apostle Paul said it this way when he was telling the Galatians. He he said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Like, am I your enemy if I tell you that you've got to repent of your sins? You've got to be baptized, immersed in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins? And that God is pouring out his Holy Spirit and you can have it today? Am I your enemy because I tell you that? No, I'm your friend. But if you won't believe it, you can think that I'm your enemy. You know, the uh, in Acts chapter 9 and verse 31, it was talking about the churches in that day, and it says that they walked in the fear of the Lord and the end in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Acts 9 and 31. Here's why it's one of my favorites is because people want to go to church to be comforted. And that's okay. There's, that's all right. But whose comfort do you want? Do you want my comfort like a man? telling you everything's okay? Or do you want the comfort of the Holy Ghost? In other words, the comfort that comes from God because everything's okay between you and Him. And the only way you can have the comfort of the Holy Ghost is to walk in the fear of the Lord. It said they walked in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Notice the order. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 41, Jesus was talking and he, he, there's quite a bit to these verses, and I'm not going to read them all, but he said this, The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, a greater than Jonah is here. What this verse is saying is, how, how will the men of Nineveh condemn this generation? I mean, do the men of Nineveh, do they have the right to condemn this generation? Now, you guys probably know the story, some of you do, about Jonah going to Nineveh. The city of Nineveh is a very wicked city, and, and God sent Jonah there. Jonah, uh, you know, there's a lot more drama to this story, but Jonah gets to Nineveh, and he says, 40 days, God will destroy the city. The Ninevites heard that and decided, we're going to repent and ask for God's forgiveness. Well, God forgave them and didn't destroy their city. Jesus said, the men of Nineveh are going to judge you. Why? 
because they repented when they heard the preaching. You see, it's their example that will judge you. That's how they listen to the preacher. If you don't listen to the preacher, it's not the preacher that judges you. You're judging yourself because you won't do what God is telling you what to do. In Matthew chapter 11, we read where Jesus was getting on to several cities, because especially the cities where his greatest works were done. 11 and verse 20 says that. There was a city named Cherazin and Bethsaida uh, and uh, Capernaum. And the Lord was saying, and, and about Capernaum in verse 23, he said, you're, you're exalted into heaven like you people in Capernaum think you're a great place. But you're going to be brought down to hell for if the mighty works that which were done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. God said, I wouldn't have destroyed Sodom. Or the, the, the reason I wouldn't have destroyed Sodom, if I would have done in Sodom what I did in, Beth, in um, Capernaum, they would have changed. You see, it's your attitude. It's your, it's your response to the word of God. That's what it's all about. What will you do with the truth? We've got uh, somebody texted and they want Abe to sing a song. This is my grandson, Abe. He also runs the uh, controls. And uh, he, um, you want to come over here on this one or are you going to just try it over there? Okay. He, um, he's got it. He grabbed my guitar and, uh, and Pastor Bob broke a fingernail. So that's why he's not playing guitar tonight. <laughs> but anyway, while he's playing, if you want to text me, 701-290-7862. That you lost your goal If you think that your life is way out of control Don't you know You gotta have a made-up mind, yeah if conf- Hold on to the truth Make a new start, don't you know You gotta have a made-up mind, yeah Gotta have courage in the night Cling to what is right Keep it in between the lines, yeah You gotta be faithful to the truth Cause God is gonna move through a soul with a made-up mind If confusion is at your door Don't let him put one foot on the floor, don't you know You gotta have a made-up mind, yeah if pride takes you by the hand Let it go, hit your knees, take a stand, don't you know You gotta have a made-up mind, yeah You gotta have courage in the night Cling to what is right Keep it in between the lines, yeah You gotta be faithful to the truth Cause God is gonna move through a soul with a made-up mind Run the race, don't be looking around You'll win the prize if you don't back down, don't you know You gotta have a made-up mind, yeah Gotta have courage in the night Cling to what is right Keep it in between the lines, yeah You gotta be faithful to the truth Cause God is gonna move Through a soul with a made-up mind Gotta be courage in the night Cling to what is right Keep it in between the lines Gotta be faithful to the truth Cause God is gonna move Through a soul with a made-up mind Yeah Ah, that's good. Good stuff. I couldn't help but clapping my hands and slapping the table to that. The, uh lady just texted me she said my preaching's gotten better and the truth is 
she's um, just tuning in more and more to the things of God. My preaching hasn't gotten any better, I don't think. But it's going to sound good if you love truth, because that's what I'm trying to preach here today. Um, if you uh, don't like truth, you probably won't like my preaching <laughs> preaching either. Thank you so much, though, for that comment, and I appreciate it so much. Uh, we're the Tell It Like It Is show, Pastor Bob Simons, the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. You may be listening this to this live here on the radio or live on the Internet, or this could be a podcast you're listening to later. But we're glad you're tuned in. If you are not living in the Dickinson area, uh, I want you to find a good church that preaches the Acts 238 message, the oneness of God and holiness. That's what you need to look for. And um, and don't go to a church that's going to tell you what you want to hear. Um, you want to find a church. I, I, I have never got so much response as I did a couple of weeks ago when I did a program called The Privilege of Being Judged. And it wasn't all good response, but... But I did get response because it is a privilege to be able to go to a church where they preach and try to help us to get better. You'll pay thousands of dollars to a psychiatrist, psychotherapist, counselor to try to get better. And those people, you know what they're doing? They're judging you. That's what they're doing. And you can come to church and I'll do it for free. <laughs> you know, um, anyway... You know, uh, what are you going to do with the truth? What are you going to do with the truth? Are you going to ignore it? Are you going to feel condemned by it? Are you going to get upset by it? Uh, when people get under conviction, sometimes they get very upset. Um, I've had people get very upset with me in church. I have. I've had people um, leave church, leave me messages on my phone. I will never be back to your church. Please do not contact me. Please do not call me. I wished I could tell you that whole story, but I'm not going to. But I wished I could. People get under conviction when you say that they can change, when you tell them they can change, when you when you tell them they can get better. You know, like like for instance, in our church, if you if you have a drinking or a drug problem, you know what you're going to hear? God can help you with that, and you'll overcome it. You're not always going to be an alcoholic. You're not always going to be a drug addict. You won't. I was a I was a drug user and a, I'm going to say a drug addict when I was 20 years old. I couldn't quit. And I'm not anymore. That's been 40 years. You see, this is not some kind of fatalistic thing like I am this. It's more like I used to do this. That's what it is. I'm not. You know what? I'm I'm not going to let the sin that I used to be in name me. I'm not I used to, you know, you know the maybe you used to be a drunkard. Maybe you used to be a fornicator. But that doesn't mean you have to stay that way. Because what are you going to do by do with it? Are you going to feel condemned by it or are you going to be changed by it? Are you going to ignore the truth or are you going to accept the truth? Are you going to be condemned by the truth or are you going to obey the truth and incorporate the truth into your life? You know, um there, there are lists, there are, there are hundreds of people since I've been in Dickinson, 30 years, that have chosen to walk away from truth. Some of these people are dead now. Some of these people had drug addiction problems. <clears throat> Some of these people um, are in prison now. Some of them are not that dramatic. I've, I've seen people walk away from truth and end up in trouble with the law. You know, I, I've watched it over and over and over again. This is not my desire. This is not God's desire. But you cannot reject truth. If you reject the light, it, all it says, all that tells God is, I'd rather have darkness. I don't want anybody to see what I'm doing. Don't condemn me. Who are you to judge me? Who are you to condemn me? Listen, folks, you've got this all mixed up if you're saying that. We're not condemning you. We're not judging you. We're telling you what the Bible says, and you're taking it in a way of condemnation versus, oh, God wants to help me. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 
in Matthew chapter 11, he said in verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. These are beautiful scriptures of comfort. But there's something we have to do in these scriptures. It says we have to come to him. We have to take his yoke upon us, become a servant to him, and we need to learn about him. That's what it says. You're not going to get the promises without you doing your part of this deal. That's just the way it is. And if you don't do your part of the deal... How can you expect God to do his part of the deal? Jesus is calling you to come. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with the truth? If you won't obey the truth, you're condemning yourself. I'm going to have Abe give out some information. It's 8.58 Mountain Time, and we're going to be done with this program in seven minutes. So, Abe, go ahead and tell everybody about it. Well, we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church. Um, located here in Dickinson, North Dakota. The address is 501 Elks Drive, and you are welcome to join us. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m., and there's adult Sunday school and Sunday school for the kids as well, and um, that's at 10 o'clock a.m. And at 11 a.m. on Sundays is our worship service, and um, that's every Sunday. Sunday school's at 10 o'clock. The worship service is at 11 o'clock a.m., and you're welcome to join us. Our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., and our address, again, is 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, If you are from Beulah area, there's an apostolic church called the Truth Community Church um, and they have service every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. And they have Sunday school on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. And the address to that church, the Truth Community Church, is 223rd Street, Street Northwest. And that's in Beulah, North Dakota. Also in Bowman, um, every Thursday night at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, is a service at 7.30 p.m. That's in Bowman, North Dakota. The Cornerstone Apostolic Church. The address to that is 18 North Main in Bowman, North Dakota. Brother Seth will be leading that service every Thursday night at 7.30. And um, also, if you're from or around the area of Beach and you would like to visit an apostolic church, they hold services every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center that's at 7.30, and uh, Brother Joe Hostetler is the the minister there, and um, they would love to have you join them for a time of worship and, and studying the Word of God. And um, if you'd like to have some more information or like to get a hold of Pastor Bob, you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. This is the New Life, or this is a Tell Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live um, every Sunday night. Hey, just um, I'm going to kind of do something a little different at the end of the program. I just have a couple minutes, but it seems a little maybe off my topic just a little bit, but maybe not. It's a really good question that came in on a text from somebody I don't know. This person says that they're not a Christian, and uh, but they just had a question for me in a very, um, I'm going to have to say, very uh, polite and and uh, well-written question. But it was about this missionary that was killed by the by the tribe in the Indian Ocean. Those people that it was against the law to go visit them. Um, the Indian government had had said that they couldn't, that nobody could go visit them. This this missionary went over there illegally. And uh, with some, he hired some fishermen to take him to this island, and he was killed there. And uh, this person asked my opinion on on that, and told me what his opinion was. Said his opinion was that 
They probably shouldn't have gone because it's possible that we could bring viruses and diseases and bacteria, you know, as an outsider to these people and kill them all. And it is a very tricky question uh, or a very tricky topic in some ways because I do understand what he's saying. But I also will tell you this. Jesus commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And if, and I know what I'm saying is true, that that we have to know Jesus and the plan of salvation to be saved, to go to heaven. I guess I would rather have people exposed to the gospel with the chance of going to heaven, even though there may be some risk to that, some health risks. Because if you just humor me here a little bit, if you if I brought the gospel to you and also brought you a deadly disease and you died from the deadly disease, but you were going to heaven, isn't that better than if you lived a full life and died and went to hell? And not only that, but Jesus promises his followers healing power and so i think um i think it's it, it is it is a um, i i think it is a, a very thought provoking question and i'm just ending the broadcast just trying to answer the question my concept is preach the gospel to every creature and um that's the most important thing we can do um for anyone if you know this and you obey this, you can spend forever in heaven. No matter what it costs you to know this and obey this, it's worth the cost. Well, thank you so much for listening tonight. I'm going to just wrap up the program. The last text of the day is Yvonne from Bowman, North Dakota. Faithful listener, I preached about you in church today, Yvonne. I said good things about you. And uh, But anyway, thank you for listening. Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.